0: I know it's a, it's a difficult time, and in this difficulty, it's, um, it's a time that uh, um, everybody's wanting to know the loaded question is, how long is this going to last? And, uh, and in the sense of how long is it going to last, um, I, I really don't have the answers for that. I don't think anybody does at this point, but in the case of uh, how long it's going to last, Um, I don't know, but I can say this with confidence. It's not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. And that's what I wanted to speak to you about this morning, preach to you a little bit about from the Word of God. And I've entitled this message, This Too Shall Pass. That's a statement that probably all of us have heard before, that this too shall pass. And um, we've maybe even utilize it in our, in our own verbal exchange with somebody. Maybe we have tried to encourage someone during difficult times, or maybe it's been a time of sickness. Maybe it's been a time of financial hardship. Maybe it's been a time of tragedy. Maybe even a time of death. And we've used that expression that says, uh, this too shall pass. And during the past several days, I myself, have tried to encourage myself, uh, as well as you guys, um, in saying that this too shall pass because, um, I think everybody right now, I talked, um, I've talked to several people yesterday as I spoke with them. I found out there, there's already so many people that are getting anxious. They're getting, you know, we used to call it cabin fever. And, and isn't it a little bit ironic that I began to think about I began to think about that we uh, we haven't had here in in Southwest Virginia and southern West Virginia, we haven't had any snow per se this year. And in the sense that we haven't had any snow, we haven't missed a single Sunday of church, you know, during these winter months, of course now it's officially spring, until today. And technically we're not missing church today. Because technically, we are the church and and even though the buildings may be shut down, the church is still rolling on. but the fact of the matter is everybody's been talking about or seemingly everybody and so many's been talking about the fact that we had an easy winter and we didn't have any snow we in the Sarah and I talk about this because she works in church every day um has that is also her occupation but but we find that. It was just amazing we haven't missed a single service all winter long due to weather uh weather related factors but now we are missing church and, and and I'm getting anxious and I'm wondering you know I'm hearing I'm hearing people say things like close for two weeks or close for a month or uh, I've heard some people say maybe even into May and um that sort of Puts me into a panic mode. It sort of, it puts me into a, a, a mode of like, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? And I really don't have the answer for any of that because I, I really don't know. But I do know it will pass. However long it takes, whatever happens in the course of events, this too shall pass. Now, when we, when we sit down and think about that statement in itself, that statement in itself is, is, is actually it's not scripture. It's not a scripture, I should say. In, in in fact there's really not a portion of scripture that could even be paraphrased, twisted, or manipulated to even make that particular statement. Um, it's just not there. But but even though it's not named in Scripture, it's we don't find it because It's it's not in Scripture, it's not part of the absolute truth of Scripture. There is yet still very much a truth that's based in, this too shall pass. And it's a declaration that can rightfully and readily be made. And that's amazingly true if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, it is amazingly true. Let me tell you something. When, when we begin to think about this circumstance, since the beginning of this year, the Holy Spirit has, been, has reminded me of this particular scripture time and time again. But every time it's been in various situations. Those situations have turned. They have changed different families, different circumstances. But in every situation, it seems like that the Lord has brought this to my attention many, many times already here in this year, 2020. And that scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 19, Paul says this, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Now if you're reading that the, that 's the new international version, but if you read it in the King James version, it says that we are miserable. So when I read that and I think about that as believers, we must walk and operate in the full realization that our lives here are in their entirety, nothing more than temporary circumstances. That's all our lives are. You know, my, my dad, I talked to him yesterday, and my dad will be 90 years old uh, if the Lord tarries, and he lives to be, and he lives till August. He will be 90 years old. 90 years old. Never been in the hospital one single day in his life. Healthy. I pick at him all the time. I told you I was a jokester. And I tell my dad all the time, I said, daddy, you don't live to be 102 or 103 years old. He tells me, "No, no son, that ain't gonna happen. He said, I'm ready to go just any day. He said, I'm through. It's about over with. But in that, whether you're nearing 100 years old or whether it's someone that leaves this world prematurely in life, this life is just a temporary circumstance. And it too shall pass. It will pass. This life is passing quickly before us. So, what do we do in the meantime? While things are occurring, while things are happening in our life, what do we do? In the meantime, what we have to hold tightly to is what we know won't pass. Because as certain as this life is passing... As certain as COVID-19 will pass, and a lot of prophecies, you know, time will tell if, if they're proven, they'll be tested and tried, but time will tell if this COVID-19 epidemic leaves as quickly as it came. and that's, that's most of the prophecies that are given right now. But in the meantime, we hold tightly to what we know will never pass, which is God's will, And his word. In Matthew 24, Jesus said, the heaven and earth will pass away. He said, but my words will not pass away. Not just my word, but my words will not pass away. Everything that Christ brings us, everything that he offers us is everlasting. All all, all of <clears throat> I read the sign at our one of our neighboring churches just down the road here at Deliverance Temple, and I may not get this quote exactly right, but this morning I saw their sign that said, Jesus is not our last hope. He's our only hope. And that's so true. It's so true. It is so, so, so real. So we hold on, we realize that everything in this life is temporarily. Everything that happens in this life is at best temporarily. But we have a hope in Jesus Christ. We have a hope and we know that the words of the Lord will not pass away. Everything, heaven and earth, Jesus said, will pass away. He said, but my words won't. So, it's in times like the ones, the one that is unfolding before our very eyes. It's just during this time... When we find that, that uh that nobody's nobody's ever seen anything like this. Nobody's ever experienced it before. Uh you know, even those that came through the polio epidemic of over a half a century ago, that they, they 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 saw lockdowns and they saw different times, kinds of quarantines, but not on this mass scale. It, it it's a different thing than the world's ever known before. But it's in times like these. That we must realize that God is at His best. You know, sometimes we think about, sometimes we think about how good it is, and and and, and we sing of, we sing that song here in this sanctuary. Uh, our praise team sings it so well. The goodness of God, the goodness of God, a very popular song right now. And 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 and, and God, His goodness is so great, and and and. It's easy for us to recognize the goodness of God when everything is going well and everything's cruising along good for us. But, but you know, the reality of it is God is at his best when times are at their worst. Jesus, Jesus said this. He said the sky, he he said, you are the light of the world. So when the skies appear dark and reports are growing more depressing and to be very frank with you, the other night, I had the news on. It was the 6 o'clock news time. And as I had the news on, I, I was only seven minutes, I, I, because I looked at my watch. It was only seven minutes into the news. And I said, I don't know if I can handle listening to so much of this. It's, it's, and if you follow social media, that compounds things. And, and, and finally, I just made the decision that I was going to cut the TV off, I was tired of hearing it, I was tired of listening to it. It was not speaking life into me, uh, rather it was speaking darkness, and it was speaking death, if you would. But they're growing depressing that you listen to more and more, even the governor of the great state of West Virginia, a lot of people said they don't know what he said, but he said something last night. But even at that, it wasn't anything that brought a positive insight to us. So, but we, the church, we are called to be salt and light. And Jesus called us and he told us that we are the light of the world. So it's in times like this that God is at his absolute best. So amidst all the discomfort, the depression, and disillusionment that is going on around us, we, the church... And understand, I'm, I'm standing, I, I have to admit, it, fa- it feels really weird to be in this building this morning. There's just a hollow echo. You know, I, I, back many years ago when uh, I did music, uh, uh, more so than I do now, and I, I played music and, and I, uh, in larger venues, and, and uh, sometimes I would get nervous as a young man before going out. On a stage to to uh, to minister in music and and somebody said, "Oh, don't get nervous about it. Just uh, just close your eyes and just imagine there's only one person sitting in that room, and that person is Jesus. And just play like you're playing to him. Well, I only have one person physically uh, sitting in this room, physically appearing in this room right now. and That's Sarah. But I, I, I but I but I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit." Jesus is at work in this room. But, but, but it feels really weird because I'm sitting in a hollow room. And, but at the same time, I know that this building is what we call the church. It's called Voice of Praise Worship Center. And we're set in Blue Well for a reason. But the reality of it is, we can be the church. We are the church without this building. If, if this building would never be occupied again, if this building would never have uh, have the sights of uh, of senior citizens coming in and setting down, if it never had the sights of of moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, and we never had little ones running up and down the aisle, it would still. We are still the church because the church is not this building. The church is who we are as the body of Christ. So as the body of Christ, it's up to us to rise to the occasion. But as we rise to the occasion, we too are striving to maintain in the times of difficulty. So we have to focus on this too shall pass. So what happens in the meantime until this does pass? What happens? I want to share, I want to share seven things with you this morning real quickly. I'll be as brief as I can. I do. We still have the clock running overhead and, and it's not that we put a time capsule on God, but we do regard people's time and attention. But the first thing I want to share with you is that we must not forget that we are renewed daily. The apostle Paul said, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Therefore, we are renewed daily. God brought me through yesterday. He will bring me through today. And... If and when He blesses me with a tomorrow, He will help me through tomorrow. But He is faithful to me, and He renews me daily, as He does you. And, and sometimes in, in times of panic, like we're experiencing right now, I, I, those of you that maybe followed my, 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 some of my social media posts know that, uh, I'll be very frank with you. Sarah and I didn't run out and stock up on supplies. Now, we, the other day I went to the store and because, uh, you know, a week now has passed. And I went went to a store and they had three three packs of, of of toilet tissue in the store and I bought a pack of toilet tissue and then we we shared that with somebody else and then yesterday I, I we walked into a store and and, and we found uh, a store that they they we weren't really looking for it but we just saw they had single rolls limit one and we went ahead and bought one because it was two ply. No, that's really not hard. We just thought it was, you know, you know, the occasion was there. But so, but, 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 a lot of times, not in every case, people are panicked. They have bought up groceries. They have bought up toilet tissue for whatever reason, you know, and they they stored up because they're trying to make a way where they can live two, three, four weeks, maybe even some people a month from now. And there's nothing wrong with using wisdom. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, don't, don't, don't allow panic to drive us. Realize that we are renewed daily. Our needs are met daily by the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, don't you, he reminds us to think about the lilies of the field or the little sparrow that he takes care of them every single day. And how much more valuable the Lord says are we than they are. The second thing I want you to keep in mind, is that the only way you're going to get peace is it's going to have to come from God. The only way you're you're going to get peace is going to come from God. Jesus taught his disciples that 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 they would have a lot of trouble. You see, I, as as believers, we, we must too realize that that just because we're believers doesn't mean that we're exempt from trouble. It doesn't mean that we're exempt from difficulty. In fact, as, as believers, I find that it rains, you know, we know that we quote that scripture probably more often than, than we should sometimes that we say it rains on the just and the unjust alike. And, and quite frankly, that does occur. What happens to us is we experience difficulties just like anyone else in the world do, does as believers. We're not exempt. But Jesus said, you will have lots of troubles. He said, but you also have peace. Years ago, we used to sing a song my, uh, with my, my, late, my late wife and, and all of her family. We used to sing a song. And that song said, the only real peace I have, Lord, is in you. That is the only place that we're going to find peace. That's the only place we're going to find comfort. And right now, if you're stressing out, if you're, if you're, if you're overcome with anxiety, you're just anxious, and, and everybody has a certain amount of that, but if you're being overwhelmed, listen, you need to pray, you need to seek God, you need to read the Word of God and understand. Remember, the circumstances are temporary. This too will pass and you call on God and you get the peace that you need from Him. Number three, because we are people that have been comforted, we in this season can be administers of comfort. Paul wrote this to the church at Corinth. He said, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. You See, it's an excellent opportunity for us to realize that we can impart into the lives of other people. This too will pass. And it's an opportunity for us to minister and to impact the lives of other people. What, if, if you have been comforted, what, however, however God has brought comfort to you, in, in whatever means He's distributed to you, you can distribute that out to somebody else. We're, we're, we're not, we're not meant to be reservoirs. We're not meant to be ponds of and, and puddling stuff up in our life. And, and, but, but whatever God, whatever peace that God has given you, whatever comfort He's bring, bringing to you, what, even physical substance, whatever He's brought to you, don't be afraid to share it. Fourthly, times like these will pass, but times like these is when we learn a Lesson in character building 101. Character building 101. And and in in character building 101, the thing we learn in times like these is perseverance. Perseverance. I I love the book of James. And and in in the epistle of James, it's found in chapter 1, the first couple of verses there, second and third verse. James says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It's hard for us to say, I'm happy that I'm in lockdown. I'm I'm happy that I can't go out and eat. And Sarah and I, our our lifestyle, not not that we live that lavishly, but the business of our lifestyle... We we eat out more than we do home just because we're on the road. But we, we spoke just yesterday how that, uh, man, it's like a Geico commercial. Uh, and uh, I said, just like how much money we have saved this past week by eating at home. But it's a bit of an inconvenience, we know it. But, 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 and, and that's not really a trouble, that's really not persecution. But whatever inconvenience that we're suffering right now, whatever we are going through right now, understand this, it will make us not only better people, but it will make us better believers, better Christians, better witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. When this too shall pass, every single one of us that that are believers or followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be more tremendous in our walk with Him than we were when it began. So we find ourselves building character. Number five is, it's a good time for a rejoicing drill. I don't know if any of you all ever remember this num- from a number of years ago, but they used to—I uh, can remember in Pentecostal churches they used to have what they called rapture drills. And uh, I don't—I rem- I don't really remember a lot about it, but I just—I remember it, it was a time when they would say they were going to have a rapture drill, or, and and everybody would jump up and down and worship. And um, you know, it—it was—it was created. You know, some excitement and some enthusiasm in the service. But you know, during times like this, during this pandemic, this pandemic that sh- shortly is going to pass, it's a good time for us to have a rejoicing drill. A rejoicing drill, uh, a rejoicing drill, you can find one in First Peter chapter 4. When When Peter said this, he said, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you. As though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. So Peter's teaching us to rejoice as we participate in the sufferings of Christ, and we may not participate in 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 um, in any time type of, type of persecution of Christ. But yet we know that there is a certain amount of suffering that is associated with this pandemic. But it's a time that we should rejoice. It's a time that, you know, sometimes I say that we have some believers that are Eeyore believers. You know, the the little donkey off of Winnie the Pooh. And, you know, everything is, woe is me. But we should rejoice. We should rejoice That we could, we could give the, the, the extra bath tissue, toilet tissue away. We should rejoice that, that, that we're able to, to reach out and touch people and help people in times like this. That the church should be the strong, the strong, uh, entity in America and in the world right now. The church should be at its strongest. We should be rejoicing. We should be worshipers of Jesus Christ. Number six. The Jesus follower is a fleshly demonstration of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, Paul confirms that to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. And not from us. Whether you captured what he said, we are the jars of clay. And the power that is within us. Paul went on to say this in verse 8, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. In In other words, we're squeezed. We're in the vice. And the vice is being tightened up, but we have not broken. We have not crushed. He said we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but we are not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but we are not destroyed. You see, you see, we are, we as the church, we are the fleshly demonstration of the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just on us, but the Holy Spirit lives within us. And because the Holy Spirit lives within us, we are the demonstration. You know, you know have you ever known, maybe you're one of those people that that, that had, my grandmother was one that somebody has just said about you. They've spoken of you and they said, I just don't know how they have been through all that they have been through in life. Uh, maybe you're one of those people or maybe you know someone and that is like that. Uh, I, I would say when you sit down and you look at it somewhere in that person's life, more times than not, you will find that that person is a person of great faith. That person is a person that has allowed Jesus to infiltrate their heart and the Holy Spirit to fill their life. And because of the occupancy of the Holy Spirit in their life, their life, in spite of the hardship, the trouble, the difficulty that they're going through, is a demonstration of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, there, there there's a song that, uh, that's out. I don't really can't recall right now who sings But that song said, you know, I've endured, I've endured. And, and, you know, there's good to that song. We, We have endured, we have persevered. But at the same time, understand this, it is about the demonstration and the power of Jesus Christ. The world needs to see a church. They need to see a God that is exemplified through the church. That is so powerful. So unmoving, so tremendous in his existence that he can't be crushed, he can't fall away in despair, and he can't be overwhelmed because that is the God that we serve. Number seven, we're at the end. Number seven, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And when this passes, here's what's going to happen. The church. Now the church, that's you and I. It's not the building. It's not your building. It's not the building down the street from where you live. But, but, but when it comes down to it, the church, this, this, this will soon pass. This too shall pass. But the church, let me tell you, always comes out golden. The church always has and the church always will come out golden. You can read all of the devastation of Revelation. You can read all of that. You can see, you can read that and, and, and get a broad picture of what's going to happen in the, in the world someday. But in all of that, the church comes out golden. Job mentioned in Job chapter 23, he mentions how, how that, that through all the trials, all the tribulations, he comes out golden. And then, and then when we get to, we go back to, 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 to uh, Peter's writing and we find 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter said this, verses 6 through 7, 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. And this is so powerful. He said, in all this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds, all kinds of trials for a little while. For a little little while means it shall pass. For a little while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, May result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So Peter has established in his writing, in his in his epistle, he we learn and we see and we understand that all the grief, all the different kinds of trials, everything that happens, our, our the genuineness of our faith will be proven. It will be proven. You know, it, it's it's easy to say I have faith when everything is going good. And over the last years, you know, you know, things have been going great for America. You know, stock markets have been record highs. You know, more people working than ever before, and and and, and just so much has been going well in America in in so many ways. Yes, we do have other problems, but in so many ways, the 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 land of opportunity and the land of success has maybe been at its greatest time ever. But now we saw saw this come and, it, and it's and it's arrived suddenly, and we don't know how long it will last, but yet too shall pass. And what happens in this time period is going to show forth the genuineness of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, we another song that comes to my mind that we sing here. From time to time, it's an older song, um, older worship song, praise song. Maybe goes back 15 years or so. But it says God is good all the time. All the time. He is good. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's easy for us to say that God is good when everything is going well. But when things are not as well, is God just as good to you then? Certainly he is. You may not think so. You may not feel like it. And that's, that leads me up as I bring this to a conclusion is right now, right now, but not just right now, but anytime. It's not about how you feel. It's about what you know. It's about faith. It's about, it's about trust. It's about having faith in the Word of God, having faith in what this says, having faith in the God that, that is the author of this book and not about what you feel, not about what you hear on CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, or even Fox, or especially, God for, forbid, what you see or read on social media. It's not about those things. It's about what you know in the Word of God, that this too shall pass, because everything in this life is temporary. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. The, my friend, uh, he's been deceased now a number of years. He was sort of the uh, the uh, conference evangelist, Brother Jim Hilliard. And some of you all may remember him. But Jim used to use that quote, and I'm not sure of its origin uh, in particular, but Jim used to say, Only one life will soon be passed, and only those things done for Christ will last and last. And how true that is, Today. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. When? I don't know. How? I don't know. But it will pass. Because it's just a part of this temporary life. Everything else in this life is going to pass. But beyond this life. Is that eternal life with Jesus Christ. Eternal means without passing. It means without end. That's where we will find the place, the opportunity, the time, the dimension where things will never change. So this too shall pass. I want to say this with every bit of confidence. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ today, everything is going to be just fine. You say, well, Pastor, why do you qualify that? What about people that are not believers of Jesus Christ? I, I, the reason I quantify it with, with believers of Jesus Christ is, you know, there could be somebody that, that, that this epidemic um, takes their life, this, this virus takes their life. If they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to be a very sad, sad day. It's a sad occasion. But if we are right with the Lord Jesus Christ, if we have made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of our life, if we have accepted the, the, the sacrifice of His blood that was shed on Calvary's cross as our redemption, we believe in that resurrection. Then we are that one of those people that Paul was speaking of. We're a people of hope. You know, our, our our denomination, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, uses a slogan that says, uh, people of hope, a place of promise, I think is what it says. But we are a people of hope as believers in Jesus Christ. So maybe today you are not a believer. Today is a good time to become a believer. Today is a good time. Maybe maybe you've drifted far away from where you used to be with God. Today's a good day to make it back home. Because this is going to pass. We don't know how. We don't know when. But if I should leave this world, I I was reading just the other day and I was sharing some statistics actually last Sunday in our life group here at Voice of Praise. You know, the, the opportunity... To, to lose my life in a car accident far exceeds the opportunity to lose my life in this pandemic. But whenever the time comes, whatever I go through in life, whether it's a coronavirus or a car accident or whatever it may be, I know this life is going to pass. And what's important is that my life is right with Christ Jesus through faith. For the Bible says, if I believe in my heart and confess Christ Jesus with my mouth, I shall be saved. So therefore, this too shall pass. Everything is going to be just fine. And regardless of what the out, what the, where the end result is, where we're at, I can promise you this, Jesus and His church are going to be just fine. So today, if you're not saved, today, if you're backslidden, if you've drifted far away from the shore, uh, I want to pray with you as we come to a close this morning. And I just want us to realize that this too shall pass. But the most important thing in all of this, as important as it is to protect yourself, as important as it is to wash your hands, they say once every hour, 20 seconds, Say the Lord's Prayer while you're washing your hands. That's a good timekeeper for you. All of, those, all of those things are well and good, but understand this. The greatest preventive medicine that you can have is a spiritual preventive medicine, and that is know your heart's right with Christ. So I want you to pray with me right now, wherever you're at. Father, I pray today, Lord, your continuous grace and mercy during this pandemic. I pray that you will minister, Lord, and meet the needs, Lord, of health and well-being. I pray that you will minister to the needs of finances, because, Lord, there are so many people that are losing their jobs or getting furloughed. Lord, even though it's temporary, we know that that it impacts and it hurts. Lord, I pray that today, Jesus, that you will help uh, small businesses and self-employed people through very difficult times. I pray that, Lord Jesus, today, that Lord, that you will help those that are being overwhelmed with anxieties and they've been overtaken with apprehensions. God, I I pray and I pray, I pray and I declare a calmness to come over us as as a nation and as a people. But Lord, I pray most sincerely this morning for those that that maybe. Hear me today, or maybe they'll see this later, maybe two or three days, maybe even years on down the road. There may be somebody that watches this that don't know you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that this morning, this very morning, as the Holy Spirit is dealing with their heart, He's speaking to their lives, I just pray that, Lord, they will open their hearts up to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, your word gives us an outline. It gives us an instruction that if we will call upon you, Lord, Lord, and we will admit, we, if we will just admit and confess that we're sinners, we're, we, we need you. We need, we're in need of salvation. We, we're in need of hope. God, and then we'll believe upon you and, and we'll accept you, Lord Jesus, as, as savior. We'll accept that you were born of a virgin. And you were, you died on a cross and, and you were laid in a barred tomb to be crucified in three days. And now you're seated at the right hand of God. You're, you're there to make intercession for us, Lord Jesus. If we can admit that, believe that, and then begin to confess your salvation with our mouth, that you are Lord of our life. You are in charge. You are in charge of my life today. Lord, You have supreme, ultimate rule and authority over my life. And therefore, Lord, I can have the confidence in Your Word to know that I've been saved. Not about what I feel, not about what I think necessarily, but because what Your Word says. And I've met the conditions of Your Word. Therefore, I am saved. So I pray, Lord, for those that may be watching or listening today or later on that... Lord, as they have submitted theirself to you, Lord, we know that you are faithful and you are just. Forgive us of our sins. And Lord, those people may begin from this moment forward to begin to operate and stand up in faith and go forward in Jesus' name, letting you shine through them, impacting the world that is around them. Instantaneously, we are saved. We are redeemed. Instantaneously, we're calling people to be the light of the world. In a time of darkness. In Jesus name we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Lord just watching out over us as your children. Lord we are more important than the sparrow. And we are more important than the lily of the field. God we trust you and we have confidence knowing that you will care for us in every way possible. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for being here again today with us. This has been different for us. Uh, I can remember years ago, uh, one of my mentors, Brother Ed Blankenship, Brother Eddie used to take me out street preaching, and I can remember standing on the corner in Bland, Virginia. I believe it was on the courthouse lawn, and the old jail was just across the road, and I would stand out there in the middle of that yard as a young man uh, and I would beat a few songs out on the guitar, and then I would preach. And, uh, and I didn't feel like anybody around was even listening or knew I was there. I didn't draw a crowd, didn't even draw one single person that I could remember. But I do recall the second or third time I went and preached that particular venue, that I looked across the street, and there was some guys that were leaning up in the windows of their jail cell, and they were watching. And listening to the word of God come forth. Who knows what a seed planted will bring up? And hopefully today has planted some seed in your life. God bless you. Stay tuned to to Voice of Praise Worship Center by the Voice of Praise app. Download it on your smartphone. Joining this Facebook page, we would love to have you be a part of it and uh, keep up with the ongoing announcements. Always feel free. To send us your prayer requests. Always feel free to, to send us your praise reports and testimonies. And we will get back to you as quickly as we can. And trust me, we will definitely be praying. Even though during this time we may not be able to do a visit. Because we love you. And our slogan, our logo at Voice of Praise and Worship Center. I don't have it up here this morning. But it says this. A family of believers... Doing life together. And that's what we're doing during this time of COVID-19. Is doing life together. God bless you. Hope to see you again really soon. Have a great Sunday in Jesus name.